Welcome to Fall, everybody. This is the Wild Ass Podcast, and I am your host, Wild Ass Craig. This is episode 33, and for this episode, we are doing our fourth installment of the Monster Cast. In this episode, we'll run down the last few months and talk about the four months ahead. The first Monday of each quarter, I'm using the Wild Ass Podcast to keep all of you up to date, not only on what the Mile Monsters have been up to, but what they have coming in the next few months. In the previous Monster Cast, we got a recap of what Mile Monsters were up to in the second quarter and what the plan was for the third quarter of 2023. For this episode, we'll see how the Q3 plan worked out and what the plans are as we roll through fall and into winter. I've got Riot on again, and we are just going to get this thing underway. Riot, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be back. I can't believe how long uh, it has been and how fast that time has gone by. It's been a blink of an eye. We're in another quarter of the year, so it's pretty awesome. It's crazy how fast this summer has gone. I I find that every year, and I'm never going to get used to it, I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that October 1st, is here already that just doesn't seem possible to me i feel like somewhere in the summer i lost the whole month i'm right there with you i think maybe we went through a time warp <laughs> yeah that could be because somehow some way i missed the month but i guess when you do a lot of traveling you're busy that's that's what happens well the nice thing about doing this podcast is we can relive some of those moments and this quarter we're going to talk about was july august september Like you said, it's October already. Here we are, the 2nd of October is when this thing goes up. So let's let's get right to it. Talk about July. July was an incredible month. It is the heart of summer. I love July. Fourth of July, I'm a big patriot, so that day is awesome. But the 3rd of July, we had a party, and we brought Drew over to my house. It's my wife's birthday, so we had a big party at my house, and there were a lot of monsters there and a lot of bikers in general and friends and supporters people that listen to this. So it was, it was that, that day was pretty cool. It was a great way to start off the month before it really got busy the following week. Because, you know, as you know, we were in the heart of the Monster 100 right then in July. Like wow. the middle of that was at day 70 to day 75, you know, it was kind of the middle of July. So it was mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Crazy how many days had gone by. Yes, it, it really was. But, you know, we were cranking through the Monster 100 and then doing something we had never done before. We had an event within an event. So we had the Monster 100 going on with the riders out every day. And within that event, we decided to do the Gavin's Texas tour. So that was pretty cool. And we, we went down to Texas on the 13th, and which is a Thursday, got everything set up on Friday. And Saturday, we took off for eight days of riding around with Gavin to hit every Harley Davidson dealership in the state of Texas. Tell us about that ride. That was amazing to watch. I loved your guys' videos. Mostly, I loved at the end of the day, you did your favorite part of the day because, you know, I'm all about that. But it, it was hard to watch being busy and in the middle of summer, everybody's got stuff going on. So just give us your highlights of that eight day stretch. It was an incredible ride because we took a boy with a terminal disease, which is Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and decided to attempt to take him on his wish come true. He came to us and asked if we could take him to every Harley Davidson dealership in the state of Texas. So we got a list from Harley of 34 dealerships and we set out to accomplish that, but we really didn't know how it would go. We've never done such a thing. Gavin rides, he's ridden with me, he's ridden with Hop on a bunch of rides. So we knew we could ride, 
but this is a different animal when you have destinations, we have a schedule, you have a lot of miles to put down. And then to top it off, we were in Texas when it was 108 degrees. They had a heat advisory in the entire state of Texas the entire time we were on the road. So that was, <laughs> that was next level crazy. I'm a straight Yankee. I have Viking blood that flows through my veins. So 108 degrees was an incredible temperature to spend eight days riding around Texas. So we, we had to make some adjustments, but you know, we really pulled it off and it was just an epic, epic journey to do that. And some of the highlights we had where the very first night we stayed on the beach down in Corpus Christi and actually rode our motorcycles out on the beach and camped on the beach. It was a lot of fun, a great time. The tide came in. We had to leave at 2.30 or 3 in the morning and take off. And we went down to South Texas where it was just so hot on a Sunday and rolled across. And it was just amazing to do it. And along the way, we realized that we had 34 dealerships on our list, but we were wrong. The list we got from Harley missed six dealers. So there were <laughs> actually 40 dealerships. So we had to, I had to laugh a little bit and I thought, what the hell? How do we get this off, you know, on something so important? And, you know, it's a tough schedule to keep. And now we have to add six dealerships. And it's not like the six dealerships were all right on our way. We had to go well out of the way to get to a couple of them. So we had to adjust the schedule. We had to adjust how we did things with the heat. And we just made it work. And it was really something to do. But people can go back on our Facebook page and look at some of the videos. And every day we try to talk about a highlight of it. And it was pretty epic. And on that ride, we, we lost one motorcycle. Twister, uh... I had a mishap and got bonked by a car and wrecked the front end, which ended up totaling the bike. So she toughed it out with a bum knee and, and a little banged up. And we swapped the gear around the bikes and she got on with me and we rode the rest of the ride, which is about half of the ride. And she rode with me. So it was one of those rides where we just had to adjust as we went to make it happen. And we did just that. You did. And what the coolest thing was is, I mean, at the time, Gavin was seven, right? His birthday was after eight. that. He was eight. Was he eight? Okay. Yep, eight. So, eight-year-old boy, these kids don't sit still. Now, Gavin, on the other hand, sleeps on the back of the motorcycle, but he really seemed to keep a good attitude the entire time, which I thought was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. He did not like the camping and that warm a little bit, but once we decided we'll stay in some hotels, he was on board with that, and he was an incredible spirit the whole time. It was really something to see an eight-year-old boy on the back of a motorcycle in 108-degree temperature through a lot of adversity. You know, we had heat. We had to adjust. We had to ride some at night. We had to stop during the heat of the day and, you know, uh, take a nap, take a siesta, so to speak. So we just had to, had to wing it. We had to add dealerships. We didn't know what to expect. But as we pounded the miles and every day that went on, it gained a little more traction. We were on TV down there multiple times. So we, we got to traveling around and people started to know we were coming. And so the last half of it, they knew we were coming. People were, you know, we had figured out a system, uh, Iceman, Jason Setzer, he, he, you know, put things on their Facebook that we were coming to the dealerships and it really made a difference. So we kind of like all things monster related, we learn as we go and we did it, you know, 
the end of it was much better than the beginning. And we had a great party at Horny Toad Harley in Temple and to finish it off. And that was our finish line, so to speak. And it was a great, a great ride. We accomplished everything we wanted to accomplish. We raised some money for Gavin and we got him to every dealership in the state of Texas. So that was, that was pretty cool. And that was his wish to do that before he loses his legs. And that's a, when I think about it like that, when you have an eight year old boy asking, you to do something because he knows he's going to lose his legs. That's, you know, hits you so hard. It's, it's uh, not, you know, saying no is not happening. So we just, we made it happen. We made it work and it was above and beyond what I ever imagined it would be. And, and Jason and his son, Chase took some great pictures and video and we're having a documentary made and we're going to have a, a showing of that in the near future and a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. I'm glad you mentioned Jason and Chase because they're next up for me to mention because the pictures that they got, I think, were probably beyond what you even hoped for. The pictures that they got on this trip were phenomenal. They they really were, and I set out to get a photographer. I wanted to capture the moment. And originally, Hop and I take pictures all the time when we ride. And, you know, some of them are good, some of them are nothing. But, you know, we're used to taking pictures when we roll down the road. So I wasn't overly worried about it. But I really wanted to capture the moment, and I wanted uh, the good, the bad. I expected much more bad than there was. So it was, you know, uh, what we had in mind was not stand in front of a sign, take a picture. I wanted to capture, you know, so people could feel like they were there. And we had a home run when I got together with Jason and Chase. They had that same vision, and there really wasn't a lot of talking and planning. You know, I didn't take them aside. And be like, oh, I need this shot at this, you know, every morning at six o'clock to get this. Nothing like that. You know, we just had a brief conversation. They they fit right what I was looking for. And that was it. And they just took pictures. I didn't even know they were taking pictures. He had cameras set up. I didn't even know there were cameras there. I have not seen all the film. I have not seen all the videos yet. So I'm sure there are going to be some things in the documentary that I'll be surprised at because I didn't even know there were cameras located where he had them. So that was kind of cool. Well, like I say, I think that's exactly what you were hoping for. And then those are the pictures that always turn out the best. But then when you got two guys that know what they're doing, taking pictures, I, I would give Chase more credit than Jason because his pictures were really good. I don't see yeah. any of them on your website. Are those going to be posted or some of them before the documentary comes out? Yes. They had not been posted yet for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we were trying to decipher which ones we wanted to put up on there. And two, we were so busy. We came home from the Gavin's tour and had to go right to Sturgis for the Monster 100. And I came home from the Monster 100 and... Fast forward it quick, you know, I came home from Monster 100 and I got sick. I was in the hospital and I got home done with that and I got healed up a little bit and got good and I took off for Turbo's birthday. So between that day and this day, it's just been a blink. So we have not had the time to dedicate to putting it together, but that's coming very shortly. I am looking forward to those. After the Texas tour, what was the Hogback Twister Challenge? That was a challenge that very I didn't go to that at all. It's in Colorado. And it's a really cool mountain pass run. And I'd hoped to go to that. We had it on the calendar to try to try to get it to work, but it just was not a, that was not a home run. And that was just a cool ride that we wanted people to be aware of. And they're kind of growing it, but it's a really a cool ride. And a few of the guys from Washington rode out to it. They actually did their monster 100 day riding to that ride and riding home from it. So that was kind of cool. 
I think I remember seeing some of that, but I don't remember what the Twister Challenge was. I think that part of the month yeah, we were a little busy. So I saw it on the calendar, mountain. and I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, they ride mountain to mountain. I'm not that familiar with it at all. It was brought to me, and that really sounded like a cool ride. I just couldn't possibly swing going out there after Gavin's ride, so I didn't go. But it was a, they ride from a mountain to mountain. It's like 1,200 miles, and they have to do it, and it's super technical and really a cool ride. So it looks really interesting, and they have it every year. So it'll be on the calendar again next year, and hopefully I can, I can swing it one of the years. So that leads us back in or right into August. Sturgis Rally, end of the road party. That was a good time. Yeah, that was incredible time to have a hundred day ride. I mean, I can't put it into words in a in a podcast without spending three hours alone on that party. But I will say it was absolutely incredible to have a hundred days come to an end on August eleventh. It was finished by Mister One Hundred Hopper Chris Hopper himself. And he took off and did an epic ride that day. It just blows my mind. He left at 10 o'clock at night and rode all night. So he'd get back and done. So he'd do his thousand miles, but he rode Beartooth Pass, Chief Joseph Highway, a bunch of other ones out there. So it was an incredible ride. He came into the hotel early with more miles than he had planned. So the last hundred miles of the ride, which was meant for anybody that wanted to join us on that, Ended up being only 50 miles because he only needed like 35, but 50 was where we could go and turn and come back. So we did that. And then we had, I think there was 60 some bikes on that ride that went out and back 50 total miles. But we had some of the boys with us, Elfie, Jack, Turbo, and Gavin were all uh, on a bike and rode out either in a sidecar or on a bike and rode out and back. And then we finished at the wild ass booth at the Harley Davidson dealership right in Rapid City. And they were above and beyond. Just let us do whatever we needed to do and let us come right in with all the bikes right up to the booth. And it was just an epic feeling of awesomeness to pull up drew his brand new van is there we had a finish line banner on the van and it was hard to put into words how incredible the feeling was to see that new van there and all these riders piled in at that time if you weren't there to describe that scene i would just say it was completely ridiculous there were so many bikes that pulled into that aisle i don't think they understood what they were letting us get away with pulling into there but it sure worked out good because That drew a lot of attention to the area, the Mile Monsters, the van, the whole setup. It was really cool. Like I said, I don't know other than ridiculous how to describe it, all those bikes pulling into that little area. Yeah, it was incredible. And that's another thing that we're going to update the website and it's going to have a lot of that and a lot of the videos. I've been working on piecing a little trailer together of the night because we had a banquet that night at the finish line party, we called it, and it was incredible we had five boys five families there we had the five boys up on a stage we had awards we had prizes we had a silent auction it was just an incredible incredible day that wrapped up a hundred days of what so many said couldn't be done having it get wrapped up and be done and see it all come together was absolutely incredible the amount of people it took to pull that off the amount of people it took to do what had to be done, to ride the miles, to raise the money, to go get the van, just just teamwork all around. It was just, I was so happy and inspired to be a part of that. I was just 
wowed by everybody's abilities, you know, to, to pull that off. So it was really, it was really cool and to have that. Yeah. And to have that party, I mean, we had the, we rented a room and we had a, it was basically a wedding reception and just turned out really, really nice. And the families had a great time. The hotel was super, super nice. It was the best, it was the best Western and they were super good about having us. And it was just above and beyond. I can't even describe that. I can't even, it was so far above what we had ever hoped to have. It was absolutely perfect. It really was. After that, after the end of the road, literally the following weekend, I guess we can now call him Babyface Woods, put on a little event out west. Yeah, that was it was such a roller coaster ride, a roller coaster of things going on in the Monster World. July we have Gavin's ride, we have the Monster One Hundred going on, we have Sturgis, the end of the road party, people coming from all over the country to, to Sturgis. Some had never been there before. You know, BMW riders that came there for the monsters, you know, Goldwing riders, whatever they were on, they all showed up. And then we leave there on a Monday and everybody heads to where they're heading. But the Washington guys head home and do a ride, the Monsters Over Mountain 2.0, the following weekend on the 19th. So another just incredible mission. And they raised over $5,000, shaved uh, D. Wood's beard off. It was all around awesomeness rolled into a six-week stretch of just epic cool shit going on so it was really really badass and you know do that monster for miles i wanted to go out there my plan was to go out there and then it just didn't work with the sturgis and everything i couldn't pull it off and i had to go to mississippi but you know i missed that one and cost me seeing a couple states out there but they did such a great job you know 1500 miles and 36 hours through mountain passes not like it's just banging interstate they're going through some rough rough terrain so with some cold weather and tough riding so congratulations to those guys for pulling that off that was certainly awesome what else happened after that in august really nothing right the one thing that happened after that the weekend after the monsters over mountain gavin had a birthday party and it's not oh, even yeah. on the calendar because I didn't know when he was going to actually have the birthday. But his birthday is on the 18th. He had his party on the 26th. And a bunch of monsters showed up at, at his house. And it was that was another thing that was from afar. It was really cool to see so many riders show up at a nine-year-old's birthday party to celebrate with him and just make him feel like the, the king of the hill. So that was that was pretty cool. That's right. Yeah, that's not on here, but I do remember all of the Facebook video. Right, and that that was not on there because we didn't know when the party was going to be. We just have his birthday on there, but then we led into that, and I was sick and couldn't get to his party. Turns out that's when I had my ticker issues, so I was in the hospital then. That's the day I went into the hospital. I watched that from home, and I I waited to tell anybody I was in the hospital until after his party was over because I didn't want to rain on his parade. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about he who ignores the signs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I went into AFib and I did not realize AFib was such a dangerous thing. And I was in AFib while I was in Sturgis at the party for our Monster 100. And I just kind of blew it off and thought I was getting out of shape and just thought, you know, heart was racing a little bit. Maybe I had too much Red Bull or too much caffeine or something. I didn't know what was wrong, but I got home. I knew there was a problem and I delayed it a little bit, put my watch on and immediately my Apple watch told me that 
there was a problem with my heart rate. And if I had not been diagnosed with AFib, that I needed to seek medical attention. So I did that, stayed in the hospital for four days, and they finally got it dialed in. I walked out, didn't have any blood clots, didn't have any heart damage, but it weakened my heart. And now it's going to take me three to four months to build it back up. So I'm not very happy about that. Can I point out the fact that you didn't listen to your wife? Yeah. <laughs> it took a watch to tell you to go. <laughs> yeah, I know better too because I'm stubborn, bullheaded, and the old saying, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Well, I pride myself in being tough and not very smart. So I got to get better at that because she tells me things I should do all the time and I never do them when I should. And she's always right. So the <laughs> fact that the fact that I didn't just say, yeah, I should and go right in because she told me on Monday or Tuesday I should go to the doctor. And I thought, well, I'm going to see if this goes away. And Saturday did not go away. It only got worse and, you know, cost me a few days. And that would have saved me a little bit if I would have got in there a little sooner. That's for sure. Yep, that's for sure. So anyway, I got to give you a little crap about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That happens. So the final month of the quarter is, is did I miss anything in August? Nope. Okay. Final month of the quarter, September, started off with my ride, which was great. It was great to have you here for a number of reasons. One, you were still alive. That's probably the main reason. But you took a pretty epic trick to get here, didn't you? Yeah, it was quite the ride. You were about thirteen to 1,400 miles from my house, and I wanted to go the long way because I wanted to go up through the UP of Michigan and go across the Mackinac Bridge there try to get some cool pictures, which I took some magnificent pictures of. But I left for your ride on Friday morning and rode 1,500 miles while I was on your ride, hit 1,500 miles. So I rode to your ride, and I think I got there half hour before the ride started, something like that. And then we took off and rode a couple hundred miles on the ride. So when we were on the ride, I hit 1,500 miles. So I did 1,500 miles and well under 36 hours is more like 30 hours, something like that. But it was, it was fun. It was great. I was so glad to get there. The rock was painted in epic fashion. Renee and, and Misty, yourself and Dylan, painted that rock in Brainerd, Minnesota for the world to see. I really wanted to see that. I wanted to go to your ride. So many people there that are such great monster supporters. I just felt like I needed to come out there and hug a few people and have some fun. So I was really glad I went. Good. Yeah, because we were all glad you were here. And that rock, we kind of crashed your monster monday one week and told you kind of how that happened not really sure still nobody's admitting that who, who had the idea whether it was renee or misty but that thing <laughs> turned out phenomenal phenomenal is not is hard to even describe because it was literally a work of art on a rock and for people who don't know it's a rock and brainer that the town paints messages on it's been that way for years and years 60 years 70 years and it was really fun to see it with a monster painting on it so that's going to be on our website it's on our facebook page now it's going to be framed in my office it's an incredible picture but i wanted to see it so i was really happy i got to see it and i was happy it stayed as long as it did yeah we were shocked it made it quite a while so yeah i'm glad you're going to put a picture up it was painted over unfortunately just actually the girls stopped by to check on it on a friday and of course as you're pulling up the rock is big so you can see it and they were like, oh, no. When they got out of the vehicle, they could smell the paint. And when they got up to the rock, it was still tacky. So it, <laughs> it didn't quite make three weeks, but we were really pumped that it made it this far, especially with high school and school season coming and school sports getting underway. That rock is kind of the cheerleader for, for the area and the, 
the school district. So it was cool they left it yeah, as it was, long as they did. Yeah, it was great. It was great to see, and it was an honor to be taking some pictures in front of it. It was hard for me to leave. I, I left your place and went there to get a couple more pictures, and <laughs> I ran into a high school friend that I had not seen in 10 or 15 years who were going to the Rock to take pictures of it. So that was worth the Rock getting painted, you know, just for that one encounter. just made it magical. Yeah, for sure. What's funny about that is, yeah, you left my place. I was sitting out by the fire because we had a fire the night before. And I was sitting out there just kind of throwing stuff on it. And Renee was doing stuff in the yard. We were kind of tired, whatever. And I heard a bike go by, you know, because you know where I live now. We live quite a ways out of town. Yeah. And you can hear things for miles. And I heard you go by and I'm like, that's Riot's bike. Renee says, what? I'm like, yeah, that's his bike. I'm guessing he went back up to the rock. And I sent you a text. It was hilarious. I'm like, uh, where are you at? You said on 210 headed to Duluth. <laughs> and I said, well, how far out of town? Because I'm pretty sure I just heard you. <laughs> yeah, and you were 100% right. I wasn't very far out of town. I, I, I went back there to get a quick picture. I wanted to get a picture with my bike next to the rock. So I rode it up the hill and parked it there, and I got some pictures, and I was packing up when my friend showed up. So when Craig and Jane got there, it was a lot of fun to see them and get caught up. They have a daughter that lives out here in the city, and you know, I just got to stay in contact with them a little better instead of just following their life on Facebook. I want to actually get together with them at dinner when they come out here to see their kid. Yeah, that's cool. The next week, you turned 55. Yeah, before that, before I even turned 55, I had to go down to Kansas. I went to the oh, Kansas yeah. City Council. I went down to Kansas on the 12th because they had a city council meeting and I wanted to do an event in their town next year. So a lot of details will be coming out on that, the Monster K. But we have an event next year on June 21st where we'll be riding a thousand miles in a single day. And we're going to have a party. So I was super happy. They wanted me to email them my proposal. And that's just not my style to email. Not that I can't put something in writing, but I like to look somebody in the eye when I'm asking them for something. So I decided I'm going to go to Kansas and show up at the city council meeting. So that's what I did. I went there and I, I addressed the city council face to face and told them what we had planned. And, and they were super cool about it. So we got a green light. We're going to be doing it. Like I say, details will be coming out on that. October 1st is the sign up. You can go to our website and the sign up for that. We'll have all the details on it. And that's when the sign up opens up is that day. Can't wait for that. Yeah. And the next day I woke up in Kansas and I was 55 and I felt like a, like a young buck still. I couldn't believe I was 55 and I was racing down the highway, took a picture of the sunrise at a hundred miles an hour and thought, you know what? It's my birthday. I'm going to stop at a cafe and have a nice breakfast and have my favorite, you know, French toast. And I pulled in there and I'm still feeling pretty good, pretty young. I sit down and got to put my readers on. So I was a little kick, you know, so I could see the menu. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I got my readers on. So I'm not as young as I thought. And I'm looking at the menu and what do I see? But at the top of the menu is the seniors menu. And when does it start? <laughs> 55 years old. <laughs> so 55. And I said, I'm no goddamn senior. So I ordered off the regular menu, and I didn't even tell them I was a senior by their standards, but I'm never going to that place again. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from feeling really good, I rolled out of there, feeling like an old man. But, you know, I had to stop and pee three times, but it was all good. <laughs> French toast will do that to you, make you all exhausted and feel tired. Yeah. That in exactly your, your old man heart. <laughs> yeah, I got an old man heart. 
I got an old man bladder, and I got a senior menu. I don't know, but so I just kind of rode fast and did my own thing and had a good time and rode out to Denver to see my daughter. So it was all good. That's awesome. That weekend, you made it out to California for Turbo's birthday. I sure did. Turbo's 16th birthday was on the 16th of September. So that was a golden birthday party, turning 16, having the party on the 16th. It was just super badass to be there and be a part of that. And Turbo me and i mean a lot to him and it's a two-way street and you know the monsters have really changed because of turbo he came into our life a couple years ago and really kind of set the path for how we do things and it really meant a lot for me to be there for him on this big party and his mom was planning an extravagant birthday party with all the bells and whistles and there was a bunch of kids there who all suffer from dmd and i was that was probably one of the things that was most proud of doing the entire summer was making it out to that party. So that was, that was epic party. Super cool to be a part of it. There was a bunch of monsters out there. We had a great time and it was a great ride to get there. Oh, that's cool. That pretty much wrapped up September. You had a good scenic, you know, kind of a long ride home after that. That seemed to go pretty well. Yeah, that went well. The only other thing that happened in uh, September was we kicked off hammer time with uh, Jack. So our newest hero, Jack, who we call uh, Jack Hammer, kicked off a Facebook YouTube show, kind of like Turbo Time did. And Hammer Time is on Fridays at 11 o'clock Eastern Time, and he just talks about whatever he did. So it's really fun for me to see these boys branching out and doing things that maybe they didn't think they were capable of doing. It's a lot of fun to get them set up and watch them explore and see if it's something they like and not they don't have to be tied into it they don't want to do it that's fine they want to do it that's fine but it's a lot of fun to listen to boys tell stories through their eyes so it was it was pretty cool so he's had a couple shows now and he's getting better and better every time and the coolest part about him is it's a you know he's talking in that irish accent he seems really smart like he is way above his age for wisdom it seems like yeah he is super smart and he has the things that you just dream about your kid having, you know, compassion. He's got a loving heart. You know, I like to tell him, you know, they got monster hearts. You know, he cares about the other kids as much as himself, more than himself. So that's a, that's a characteristic. You can't teach somebody, you know, people who have a big heart, just have a big heart. That's what he's like. So Jack is a great kid as, as the other boys are. That's why these boys are such a good fit with us because they're very appreciative of what the riders do for them. And they don't realize how much we get back out of it as well. You know, we, I put a lot of time and a lot of effort into all things monster related, but I'm paid back in things that are worth way more to me than money or anything like that. You know, I'm paid back in watching hammer time, watching him do his show and getting a front row seat to it. So that stuff rolls into what, you know, what I consider pretty epic. Definitely. That rounds out the entire quarter. Yeah, and it was a it was a busy-ass quarter. I tell you what, man, my yard does not look like I've given it much attention this last quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could have had time. No, no, I am home, and it rains all the time, so it definitely needs some, definitely needs some love. My, my yard, it looks, I came home from the Monster 100, and it literally looked like my yard had been abandoned. 
because it was so overgrown. And that time of year out in Jersey, our weeds take off. I don't even know how they do it, but there's a you know, weeds that kind of grow up the trees and they take off like crazy. So it's so hot and they just, whatever those weeds need, I get it in August, dry and hot, I guess. But it was pretty funny looking at it. It took me two days to get it cleared out where it actually looked like somebody lived here again. Oh, that's funny. So what do we got coming up? I know we're entering a bit of a slow season as we round out the year in the final quarter. October, not a lot going on. Biketoberfest, or you're not going to head down for that, I don't think. No, I'm going to actually be heading up to Minnesota, uh, hunting cabin up there, and do a little work on the cabin. But this time of year, it starts to wind down a little bit from mad craziness. And some of that is by design. The month of November, I typically don't do much of anything. I, I never have through all my years club life and riding uh, you know november has always been a month of i'm geared towards family i'm very thankful i have a, an awesome family i'm very thankful for everything that's underneath my roof and i like to i like to spend some time with that so that's what i do in november i, I typically don't do much of anything in november i never have i never plan to so i don't think that's there'll good. be any any monster rides in november but in you know uh october when there's biketoberfest and there's going to be a new ride coming out for our Monster Miles. And there's going to be some nice leisurely fun stuff going on, but no big no big events. Are you allowed to say what that Monster Ride is on here? In November? No, for October. Oh, I could probably tell you about that. It's going to be, this actually airs on the first anyhow, second, so that yeah. would be fine. Oh, the second, so it's already going to be posted. But that's going to be a ride about fall. So all things fall related, so great sights of fall. You have to go and, and see some leaves changing. You have to see the weather changing, that kind of thing. Some The beauty of the country is what the main focus is going to be, tied in with some of the things related with the boys. So it's going to be about getting out and enjoying what really is the last month that we can count on being half-assed decent in the majority of the country. Because November comes and, you know, outside of the deep south, November can be pretty rough. So you generally get winter, you know, where you live, you know very well, winter comes in November. Yep, for sure. Speaking of November, just a couple things. Some guy named Chris Hopper, I see he's got a birthday. Yep, <laughs> Hop's, birthday, Hop's birthday is in November, and Hop's rally is also in November. And his rally was originally on the calendar for the 10th and the 11th, which is Veterans Day. But back of the calendars are printed. We get these printed late fall. Right. You know, uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving time, I guess, last year. But he had to change the date to get everything to work. So his rally is actually on the 17th, the 17th and 18th of okay. November. So the following week. And that's out of, yeah, that's out of Republic Carly down in Houston or outside of Houston. So it's a great, it's a great event. And everybody I talk to that does rallies, there's an outside shot. I might go down for that rally because I have a motorcycle in Texas now. So I might, you know, just be able to fly in and ride my bike and fly out pretty quick. So there's a chance I may do that, but it's a small chance. But it's uh, from everybody I talk to, I'm not a big rally guy. I don't know a lot about rallies. His rally is an excellent rally for people who just want to try a rally out. They're not necessarily rally masters. They're not, you know, uh, killers of the rally. They're not, you know, IBA champions, anything like that. There's some great riders there and some great rally people that do participate in it. Don't get me wrong, but it also is a rally. If you've never done a rally, this is the one you want to go try. Go check it out. That's what I hear. And I hear that not just from Mile Monsters. I have actually heard that from other sources. So if you're looking to try this, yeah. that's a good one. 
Yeah, I talk to a lot of people in the writing community that, you know, don't really have anything to do with us, but I still talk to them and follow them. And they, you know, they, they talk about this rally, how fun it is. So that's why I wanted to go because I'm intimidated by rallies a little bit because I'm not a big map guy and been planning things out. I'm a more of a ride fast, hard and just ride where the wind blows and not really pay attention. I mean, I just rode across the country. I rode across Texas and just never even paid attention to a road. I had an old school paper map and I looked at that every now and then, but that was it. Nothing else in November, I see. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. of course. Yeah. Family time. That's a great time. So there's Thanksgiving weekend and we'll have a new ride for Thanksgiving as well. And it is family and friends time. So kind of give you a hint about what that'll be about, but it'll be a, a great ride as well. I have no doubts. Uh, let's see then. Oh, it looks like everybody should get on their calendars the 28th, the Monster Zoom call. Yep. That's going to yep. talk about what's going to happen in December. Correct. And we're going to talk about December and our 13 days of Christmas and how we're going to do that. And I might move, uh, have two Zoom calls to get this dialed in. But we're at 13 days of Christmas. Everybody knows the 12 days of Christmas, but... You know, we kind of had this dialed in where there's going to be 13 days. And on the 14th day, I'm just going to be double checking to make sure everything got sent. But we're looking to do, we're going to set up a Give Butter platform. And anybody that donates, we're going to have a list on our Facebook page and our website of boys around the world who we're going to get Christmas gifts for. So anything from small things, big things, whatever it is, and you can just donate to the Give Butter platform, and what we're going to do is go online, shop, buy that in your name, and have it shipped to them with a note. So they're going to get a gift every day for those 13 days. We are going to be sending gifts to kids around the world. And also, every day of those 13 days, every night, we're going to have a drawing. So anybody who donated Throughout the whole drive, your name will be on a wheel or in a basket. However, we decide to do it. It'll probably be a wheel because I can do that from the road because I will be on the road for a while. We can do that and spin the wheel, and we're just going to have some fun drawings. Nothing that's – there are going to be some pretty cool prizes, but there are going to be a lot of one-off, you know, mugs and shirts and things like that, just uh, bragging rights and some fun stuff to win. Sounds like you got a lot of work planned for yourself in December. Yeah. Gavin came to me with this idea last year, and I couldn't put it together in time to have it ready for last year. So I told him, we'll do it next year. And his idea was, there's a lot of boys with DMD around the world who do not have it nearly as good as our boys do. They don't get the love and they don't get anything at all. And Christmas can be a little rough. So we just wanted to get them little things. If it's Hot Wheels cars, if it's shirts, sweatshirts. They're going to give us a list, and we're going to try to get them a few gifts to put underneath the tree is all we're looking to do. And in the meantime, we're going to have some prizes for those who do that and just some, like I said, just some fun stuff. So the things I have around from the Monster 100, some things I have, you know, leftover merchandise, things like that, little, little care packages. Cool. Yeah, so it should be fun, and we should wrap that up. Like I say, it's 13 days. The 14th day, I just want to make sure everything got sent out. We try to use Amazon to ship the stuff, and I just want to make sure it all gets sent out. And you know, but then it's kind of chill time after that. Well deserved chill time. What else yeah. we got in December? You'll have all your certificates. Anybody that wants anything approved has to get those done. Then we'll yep. wrap it up because 
we will have on the 30th, we're going to have the Monster Miles champion will be crowned on the 30th. And that will end 2023's, you know, riding. And then we're going to start it over on the first with a whole another year and a whole new plan. And we're going to change some things with the Monster Miles. So that'll all be a great thing for your next podcast of the next quarter. If you're going to keep doing it. No, I think it sounds good. I guess it's a good time to wrap this one up then. Yeah, awesome. It's a great. It's been a great quarter we just got done with. I look forward to this quarter coming up. Always things that pop up get to be just fun to raise some awareness and have some fun and put the boys out front and kind of celebrate them. So we're always looking for the next thing. There's always things I don't talk about because I don't know they're coming. And somebody brings it to me and I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Right. So we just kind of wing it. We just kind of wing it as we go. And, you know, that's why is because it's just about the boys and making their life the best we can. And somebody has an idea to improve that, then we'll go with that. Well, good deal. I just flipped through to, or I flipped back, I should say, to January of this year just to see what we might have coming next year. And it's just uh, uh, basically prep for the rest of the year, January. So we don't have a lot to talk about for January. Yeah, January, they're typically after Christmas, is not a lot going on. And we have the Monster Day in Texas. I believe that is going to be the last Friday in January again. I have to square that away with the school. And then we're going to have 13 monsters go to Gavin's school for his last Monster Day. He will be moving to a new school, new adventure. This will be the last Monster Day at his elementary school. I'm really looking forward to doing it. So it'll be a lot of fun. I have no doubts. And folks, we will hear all about that on New Year's Day, actually, will be the next Monster Cast. So we'll we'll get something recorded and have all the details for the last Monster Day at Gavin's Elementary School then. Sound like a plan? That sounds awesome. Thanks again for, for having me. Thanks to all the supporters who have made this such an epic journey. Without the supporters, without the riders, without people who donate, we're just another couple of bikers that, you know, have a dream of helping kids. These, this is a reality, and it's because of all of the kick-ass riders and all the kick-ass supporters and the kick-ass sponsors. So together, we make a great team, and I appreciate everybody. Very good. Folks, if you're looking for more information on the Mile Monsters, check out milemonstersinc.com. If you have any questions in regards to the Mile Monsters you want to support, take part in, or just follow more, get more information, you can email riot at milemonstersinc.com. This MonsterCast has been another episode of the Wild Ass Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can follow the adventures on Facebook or Instagram by looking for The Real Wild Ass. Of course, I am Wild Ass Craig, and thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks. And of course, thank you again, Riot, for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it.